Hey, everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Wagner Show, powered by Sonic Web Studios and brought to you by our official sponsor, the Mike Wagner Show, international warring author, Mia Moses is missing, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. We're here with a terrific uh, lady who is a native of Iran, receiving her PhD from MIT and dedicated her career to bridging the gap between cutting edge technology and the marketplace and uh, places basically squaring at the intersection of technology and society. We'll talk more about that. She has a extensive portfolio of business and technical articles. And she also has a brand new book telling a story of an Iranian woman battling for freedom on a personal and a national level amid the profound society of changes and forbidden law of Russian reformer and also exploring the um, gaining uh, agency, searching for uh, identity and change. And uh, most importantly, it's part of a class of individuals and what society needs, basically, and also on East-West relations and the century struggle for women's independence. The book is called The Silent Whispers. Live, ladies and gentlemen, of Plus Studios in beautiful downtown Boston, the wonderful native of Iran, receiving a PhD from MIT, and also uh, have an extensive portfolio with a number of uh, articles and the new book telling the story of a rainy woman battling for freedom. The book is called The Silent Whispers. Ladies and gentlemen, the multi-talented Afrin Belisario. Afrin, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining us today. Good afternoon, whatever. Yes, yes, no, no. good to good to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, so, yes. What's great, what's great to have you on board as well, too. So you're a native Iran, receiving a PhD from MIT and dedicating your career to a bridge in the gap between cutting-edge technology and the marketplace and basically placing squarely um, at the intersection of technology and society. And you have extensive portfolio of business and technical articles. And you have a book that's telling a story of an Iranian woman battling for freedom on a personal and national level amid the profound society of changes and forbidden the love of Russian reformer. And you're also exploring the uh, gaining agency searching for identity and change and um, also the classes of um, individual desires and society needs also focused on east-west relations and the century struggle for women's independent in the book the silent whispers and before getting to all that afrin tell us how you first got started tell you what tell us how you first got started oh um in in terms of starting in in uh, engineering or starting in, uh, in no, just, just just go the way back machine way back machine okay way back machine way back machine I was born in an um, a, you know Turkish Azeri family in Tehran um, I grew up uh, in when uh, you know in as a society society in Iran has been changing for a while and even when I was growing up there was a big difference between parts of Tehran, for example, where my grandparents live and parts of Tehran where more modern people like my parents live. So uh, it's uh, I always have seen the difference between the westernized ideas and secular ideas and more conservative parts of the city. I grew up with that. Um, and I always had a, a uh, um, you know, um, awareness of it. I mean, this was always existing. Um, I said that my great grandfather was was the governor of uh, um, a city in the south of Iran, Shiraz, mm. and but he had twenty five wives and concubines. Whoa, twenty five wives! <laughs> Seriously, I ah, oh, I I'm, I'm scratching my head on this one. Twenty five <laughs> wives. Oh, yes. I, I I remember the um my twenty fifth girlfriend before I married. It's like I'm having a hard time remembering. <laughs> 25 wives so, yeah. oh my goodness I, I don't know if I can handle that <laughs> so well you know I mean back in the days they had nothing better to do I suppose but what I'm saying is that uh, Iranian women like myself have 
come a very, very long way and hopefully they will go a lot more longer. Uh, but that's how I, I started in, in a very mixed family in some sense, a, a mixture of old and new. Um, my father was a physician, was a, a University of Tehran professor. So um, I was, I had the opportunity to edu be educated. And um, then in the 70s, the 60s and 70s, as I was growing up, it, it was a lot of turmoil in Iran. They ended up in the, uh, in the um, in, in revolution, obviously. But I came to the United States to go to school. Um, I got really good education. Um, and thank you very much. Uh, and uh, just, uh, I graduated in May of 1980, just as the hostages were uh, in Iran, and it wasn't a good time. Mm. Uh, so I stayed, and, um, you know, it was a good move uh, from my standpoint. So in my career, when I was younger, when I was still in Iran, I used to write a lot. I, I got my first check as a published author at the age of 14. So, wow. um, you know, so I was, uh, I was writing um, mostly, mostly, um, um, you know, reportage, mostly um, things about young people and about uh, yeah, women, young women in Iran. But um, when I came to this country, you know, you have to do what is marketable. And I, I hate to say it, but you have to make a living, so to speak. So um, I, I was very lucky to have... Uh, a talent in technical uh, fields, and I got I graduated from MIT, as you pointed it out, and uh, so I went to work for high tech companies. But I'm a storyteller. I love to tell stories, even in my own profession. I found that uh, it is easier to to tell anything, even a, a very um, very complicated concept. Sometimes you you can make a story about it, and mm. people can understand that, and people can um, can can um, appreciate that um so uh, that that skill has always been with me and i always also have been very conscious about uh, okay what happened what 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 happened in iran we were wearing uh, mini skirts and we were having good time and we were westernized and then now islamic republic came in and everything changed and the situation for women changed situation for men changed um and so I started, uh, uh, you know, at, at some point in your life, you're not, you're not so focused on your career. You know, you're focused on more things about what, what do I have to do in life, and what is, what is my, my role in life, what is my purpose. And I started studying a little bit about the history and what I saw, and because also I, I also was seeing that. Technology changes people's lives. Technology changes. Oh, America. definitely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, cell phones, smartphones, Androids, watches, everything like that. I mean, oh, definitely. So, I mean, everybody has to have a cell phone these days. Otherwise, you're considered a caveman, pretty much. Correct. Correct. And and uh, that changes society. That changes the relationship between people and their society. And when I went back and looked at uh, Iran of the um, you know, at the dawn of 20th century, the last century, then I saw that, you know, this was a, a backward country and then you have you bring in uh, technology, you know, gramophone, um, uh, electric light, and they started obviously from the capital and the big cities and, and, uh, and uh, you know, spread, but the technology is not, is not by itself, you know, coming to a country. It comes with 
Western ideas, you know. So, so people started reading about the life outside. People started traveling. People started bringing in some of the ideas of democracy, the role of women. Um, you know, what should they do? What should the women be uneducated and under the veil or whatever? And then uh, things started changing. Once you start changing, then you can't stop it. Once the genie is out, the genie is out. That's, you know. As, oh, as they, yeah. The no, good old lamp. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. The, old, the old, good old lamp. And we can see it now with the, you know, artificial intelligence and other technologies, tele television, you know, the cell phones, things like that. You started. So society has changed, but the society doesn't change at the same rate. Some people change faster. Some people change slower and that creates a, 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 a chasm a, a, that that makes the country fall apart you know and then who are we are we uh, the iran that used to be or we are iran of the new and then some people want this vision of the country some people want another vision of the country and women are always um in that kind of situation women are uh, sort of at the forefront, they're, they're canary, if you, if you will, in the mind, because they are the one who want to change faster, who are the one who uh, want to take on the new technology, and they are the one that the uh, the society wants to put down and wants to um, stop them from expressing themselves. So when I saw that, I was going to write a nonfiction, and then I said. What's the fun in writing a nonfiction? Why not write a novel? And um, when I um, sort of, it's amazing because one 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 morning I woke up and I said I'm going to write this the story, and here is my uh, my uh, my my uh, uh, main character. Her name is Gohar, and and she's very um, she's very active and she's mm -hmm. very courageous and. You know, um, and and she's she's always you know she she's afraid like everybody else, but but she's not, but she acts. You know, so that's what courage is. Courage is that be afraid but but act, and that's what she does. And mm. um, she does that, and she does that for her country. But she also falls in love with somebody that is not her <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the good old <laughs> Russian reformers. Yes, I get. I just wonder how's that coming to play. Yeah, well, you know, the 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 the, the inspiration for that came. My great grandfather was Russian from one side of fam my family. My grandmother's uh, father, and he came uh, in 1905 after the revolution in Russia fizzled out, and uh, he stayed and he married a Iranian lady. She he was married before, but his wife has passed. Uh, so I have probably have some Russian relatives somewhere, somewhere in Russia. But, <laughs> but, uh, but it's always have been in, but then, you know, again, as I was researching and as I was looking at the era, in fact, there were a lot of Russians who came to Iran. There were a lot of Iranians, believe it or not, we are the neighbor. We are the southern neighbor. How do you like that? And especially where you're living in Boston, it's like you'll find somebody from <laughs> Iran, maybe like, Next door, a few doors down, maybe a block or two, or walk into a store or a Starbucks or anything like that. Yeah, and uh, I do have actually a, a very good friend of mine who is Russian, and uh, well, she's been here forever. But uh, but you know, but uh, but that's that's not too um, too well. It is a little bit esoteric, but it's not out of sight. 
because again, as I um, as I said, and and you know, when you have a, a person who is especially um, in you know from from the West and has some uh, different ideas, and then that person also brings in uh, some some uh, uh, interesting tensions in uh, which I try to demonstrate in my book. Mm. But yes. Right. Yeah. And certainly do. We'll talk more about the book as well. And of course, uh, some of the other aspects with um, for the silent whispers with Afar and Belisario. But first, listen to the Mike Wagner show at the Mike Wagner show.com powered by Soundcraft Studios. Visit online at soundcraftstudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website with our break-in budget. Soundcraft Studios is the answer. Soundcraft Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. It's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at soundcrabstudios.com. Mention the Mike Widener Show. Get 20% off your first product. Sonic Web Studios. Take your image to the next level. Also, time to give an official shout-out to our official sponsor of the Mike Widener Show, International Warring author Mia Molsonzia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Molsonzia. Available on Amazon and Paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries. Two strangers, one target. Where truth is illusion and those you love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Melson has garnered great reviews. And Eve 11 enjoys by Howard Celebrities, including Joanna Cassidy, Forge Riley, and Manuels. So grab your copy today for Goes Missing by Mia Melson available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com and our 40 podcast platforms. Heard in 100 countries, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also, Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Audible, Apple Music, and also on um, BitChute, Rumble, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and more. Take us with you on any mobile device. And for great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com. Check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. T-shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, hoodies. Makes great gifts 24-7. Go to Amazon.com. Check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash Mia Molson Zia. For great books like Missing, Once and Wrinkles, also T-shirts, pop sockets, hoodies, phone cases, and more. Amazon.com slash Mia Molson Zia. Check it out today. And support the Mike Widener Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, and the themikewidenershow.com. We're here with the amazing author of the books, The Silent Whispers, Afrin Belisari, here on the Mike Widener Show. And, um, you know, before we talk more about your book with uh, the um, – the especially East-West relations, century struggle for women's independence, and of course, with you being from MIT, graduating from MIT as well too. And of course, you know, I'm trying to think about it. You know, you know, you know, you're you know, your study is in MIT, and what was your specialty at MIT? And um, you know, you know, how did you manage to uh, take some of the stuff and turn to storytelling, like some new ideas, products, maybe just um, a few examples of that? I'm thinking, you know, storytelling, technical manuals, and everything like that. But you got a, a nice spin to it. <laughs> Well, um, a part of the storytelling is that when I teach, um, I like to tell stories and, and, and students usually, um, you know, I, I give a workshop about entrepreneurship. Uh, and so that's where the storytelling uh, comes about. And then I also used to be uh, before when I worked for a large corporations um in the in business and in marketing it's always good to tell story and to tell people what you can do with the technology and you know it's interesting because you mentioned the cell phones and uh, um, back in the days when i worked in digital cellular markets uh, um, i would always give these stories that oh you can it's you can talk to anybody anywhere anytime you can this this device will be your life and that back then it was all way pervert. It was all power 
PowerPoint, but today it's all reality. Um, in some sense, you know, uh, it, 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 it not, it's not always the best. It's, it's, uh, we, we spend too much time with our devices and less time in, uh, with, our, um, with our loved ones and friends. But one of the things that, you know, you mentioned technology, I always have been, as I said, working with the uh, bleeding edge or leading edge technology. Uh, when you are young and you are um, very hungry in some sense in, in, in our society to um, become successful and whatever, you don't think about the impact of these technologies. But when, as I said, as a, as you grow more mature, uh, you do you do you you see okay. So what is this telephone that I'm using? You know, this is a technology, but it affects my life. Um, it has good things. My kids can call me, or I can see where they are, or whatever. And and when it has bad things, because I'm having a dinner with uh, with friends and telephone rings or whatever. So you uh, about to extend a car warranty? You need to uh, renew or something? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something something that's probably can be handled any other time. But um, you know, when 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 society changes, when these things change, we have to change socially with that. We have to say. Don't call me after six o'clock or whatever. So, but these things we haven't, we have the technology, but we haven't um, absorbed it. We have, we haven't lived with it. And that same thing happened before. The, and that's one of the reasons that looking at history is very useful because we can see what had happened and maybe we can stop. The bad, the bad things from happening with the newer technology that comes about. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what that's what that's what the two storytelling and the technology come together. Because at the end of the day, technology is too. It's for people and storytelling. People are storytellers. People, uh, so it all comes together. And you know, again, at the, as I said, at the end of the day, it's the it's, it's the people that count. Um, and not the technology. Mm -hmm. And that's certainly true as well, too. And of course, and, you know, talking about technology and of course, you know, having the old regime, the, the old regime that hates technology, the new regime loves technology, the old generation hates this, the new generation hates that. There's a chasm, like you always mentioned, you know, friction, tension, but we'll call it chasms in your case. I like that idea as well, too. And um, how was the new current regime in uh, Iran, um, you, you know, about the new technology? What's their, um, what's their point on? They, they basically they basically are using the technology in the worst way because they are stopping people from uh, you know using um, I don't know internet uh, to interact and because they want to control the, um, the the news they want to control the narrative they want to say you know they don't want to show the that women or young men or whatever whomever are upset about what's happening. They want to change. They want the, the society to change. So they they use the technology for their own uses, for military uses, and mm -hmm. for uh, for very destructive uses. And that's that's again, it's it's Iran is sort of like a laboratory where we have to look at it. And the China's it's some a little to, mm -hmm. to a lesser extent, but you know here it is the a a. A government who is um, 
you know, very oppressive and they can control this, all of these technology and use it just for, for, for destructive reasons. So we have to basically take the lesson and say, okay, how can we as people in the United States with all of our uh, good intentions, people in the United States are very good people. They are wonderful people from anywhere. Um, obviously there are individuals who are not great, but, but mo for the vast majority, they're good people. They, they mean well, they mean, um, so we have to um, make sure that our technologies are used in the same benevolent way for the for the benefit of most people mm. uh, and that's 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 i think that the the bigger lesson is that 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 you know we um this is what happened elsewhere let's just not make sure that it doesn't happen now to us so right. that's my cautionary tale mm -hmm. uh, and, for, for the and, and, and of course makes me think of it too uh next time if i'm around I won't be able to get the score of the Boston Red Sox. How do they do against the Yankees? It'll be tough. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, that's true. And that's, you know, that's part of uh, enjoyment of life. And, um, you know, enjoyment of life is uh, uh, getting, uh, following your, your favorite team. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's that's quite human. That's great. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, yes. And, and and as well, too, that uh, also in terms of the speed and everything, the U.S. seems to be uh, up to speed in a lot of things with technology. Of course, you know, you got China that's just going like, you know, ludicrous speed. I mean, they're just blazing like crazy in the Asian communities. What's what's the uh, speed of, um, you know, keeping up with technology in um, Iran? Do you think they're just they're 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 ahead? They're behind. Are they the same or what what pace do you think uh, Iran is at? Well, I think that there are some 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 individuals are very much um if, I mean, one of the pleasures of being associated or being close to MIT here or living in Boston is that I see young people coming from universities in Iran as well as elsewhere. And they, again, they're all very aware of what's going on. So, so in terms of understanding the, the latest and greatest, uh, we are, uh, everybody knows you know, at least a, a section of society that very well aware of what is happening in the leading edge and bleeding edge of technology. So again, you know, then whether or not they use it for good reasons or bad reasons, um, it's a it's a uh, it's a choice that they're making. And um, one of the reasons that we need to um, also um, develop our own technology and push it and and work on it is that to to be able to to uh, um, to stop bad things from happening, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And certainly did too. And of course, in the book of the Silent Whispers, that um, and of course you got the story of a Iranian woman battling for freedom on a personal and national level, and um, you know running off with the Ru Russian reformer. And of course, you know there's also <laughs> some issues going on as well too. Not necessarily technology, but of course, you know sure. the old way of doing things and the new way of doing things. You know, just coming to the chasms, as you would call it. Sure, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, we're people. People are people. We have been people two thousand years ago with uh, our own little loves and hates and mm -hmm. um, desires and everything else, and now we'll be people as long as people exist. <laughs> so, right. I don't know how long, yes, but but certainly yes. And and 
part of the thing about the writing a book of fiction is that I want it to be entertaining. So uh, I want people to have fun. I want people to read it and, uh, you know, uh, enjoy it and um, take it to the beach uh, or to take it to the you know uh, mountains or whatever and uh, and have fun with it. So. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, and of course, still highlights the, the uh, century uh, struggle for women's independence and uh, maybe just want to get something from the readers from the book and what they sure. can learn, the experiences and everything else. And of course, it's it's all basically about, you know, going from the new to the old. But there's all, you know, like this change. It's like, you know, when's it going to change? Who's going to who's going to fall? Who's going to go down and everything like that in the in the book, The Sound Whispers. Sure. And I also, um, you know, you mentioned the book uh, that you were, um, you know, uh, promoting that talking about two countries or four countries. People are also, uh, I think another aspect of the book uh, is that it's a different country, but it is, it's a different, you know, all we see in the news about Iran is the smallest and they're ugly. And that's not Iran. That's Iran has a lot of Uh, good things about it. And of course, right now, nobody can go there. Uh, But at least if you read my book, then you can, uh, you can also get a feel for what the country is like, or, you know, was like, but, uh, you know, food, uh, and then maybe, maybe people can also uh, enjoy that as well. Mm. And, and certainly indeed as well, too, that, uh, you know, basically searching identity, change, getting agency and, um, you know, what society needs and everything else. And it seems like, you know, you know, you know, trying to piece together. And of course, I guess um, if if you're asked to be the agent of change, like say it can come from the uh, the embassy, the diplomats or maybe, um, you, you know, somebody from the from the White House orders you to come to go to Iran and uh you know, try and make the change as well. What What are some of the changes that you would make or recommend? All right. Well, first of all, I think that uh, one thing is that I think that not talking to Iran Iranians uh, is not right. I mean, I think that you know, you, you you mean that that's the old thing that they say that you know you keep your friends close and your enemies closer. That's uh, very know? true these days, especially in social media. Very true. Exactly. But so, you know, you don't have to like what they are doing. I don't like what, what they are doing. I hate that what they're doing. But if we have some kind of a, a dialogue, uh, uh, we can at least try to um, change the behavior. We can change, you know, so so, uh, so I think the dialogue is the first um, step in terms of I mean, I'm not a I'm not a politician, but but I advocate always for dialogue. I always say, let's talk and see if there is a way that we can we can find uh, some some common ground. You know, like environment. I don't know. Uh, but the other thing is the other um, thing that I would do is, of course, you know, uh, um, promote individuals. You know, um, promote. The work of Iranian artists or Iranian uh, writers or whatever. So those are other things, you know. That those are other things that we can do. Um, just, just, just trying to understand and know people and know that they're not that different from us. You know, there are um, so many things that we have in common with uh, with Iranians. You know, I, I consider myself American. So, but. But we have a lot in common with with other people in the world. Uh, my job uh, throughout my career, I have had a 
privilege of working in different countries in the world. I worked in Europe. I worked in Italy. I worked. I actually lived in China for a little bit. Mm. So at the end of the day, underneath all this politics and um, nationalism and this and that and the other, we're all people. And if we appeal to each other's humanity, uh, we'll be in a better place uh, for that. And that may be that may be naive, but that's at least the idealist in me uh, to to think that we can appeal to each other's um, you know good good side, the side of uh, uh, the angels, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And of course, with the help of technology, that can all be possible too. Of course, you got right. Zoom, you got. Um, uh, let's see, boy, you got Zoom, you've got uh, FaceTime, and you've got, um, oh my goodness, it's like, you know, I can't even keep up these days, so. <laughs> uh, I, yes, exactly. I mean, I do, um, my family is all over the the, the world at this point, um, and I do talk to them. We have, uh, I don't know, WhatsApp uh, uh, channels, and we talk to each other through that, so uh, it would be great if, if we can somehow bring about and uh, create and uh, uh, and that that would be a good thing for them that would be a good thing for us that would be a good thing for everybody mm-hmm. and, and what do you want uh, readers to uh, get from the book first i want them to enjoy it have fun uh, read it uh, I, I want them to be a page turner i want them to read it um, and have fun secondly i want them to think differently about iran iran is not country of mullahs and uh, ugly looking faces and uh, you know, hostage taking and they don't hate us they and they are you know again when uh, under the surface there are many people who love America and Americans and and the ideas that America is based on um, and then I want them to uh, to perhaps get an, an idea about the, the changes the, the tools of the technology that that changes made and the society that didn't kept up with these changes. And then seeing the same patterns happening because the, the pace of technology has gotten so fast, try to understand the effect in our life and, and sort of push back if we can or adopt new uh, social um, convention, if you will. So, you know, I mean, in the old days you go out and and say hello to your neighbor. Um, now maybe you can go out and say hello to neighbors again because your neighbor is still your neighbor. So it's. I think that I just want them to uh, also think about that. That that uh, that how to um, how to adapt to each other, how to be open to each other, uh, and understand that if we don't, uh, then we're doomed to repeat what has not been the greatest, um, you know, uh, trajectory, uh, trajectory. Mm-hmm. Which, which is like, uh, don't let uh, history repeat itself if we don't do it. Exactly. That's pretty much the whole thing. Exactly. And of course, exactly. I, got, I just got a text message from saying hello. And I said, we'll call you back. So we'll do that. I'll come <laughs> over and then we can just switch off and everything. So <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. There you go. And uh, where can we find your book at, uh, Efren? Okay, so the, the book has its own website. It's called www.silencedwhispers.com. And the book will be on pre-sale on Amazon as of 
February 1. So I don't know when this show will be broadcast, but hopefully there. So go to Amazon and buy it. And the other thing that I really would like for your listeners to do is to go to their local bookstore and say, order this book because I want the the, uh, the independent bookstores everywhere to you know, uh, prosper. And uh, we'd like for them to, to carry this book and we'd like for people to read it. We will certainly do that as well too. And uh, what's coming up for uh, author Afro Ambassario of the Silent Whispers in 2024? And what else has come up? We'll find out in just one minute. Listen to the Mike Wagner Show at themikewagnershow.com powered by Sonic Web Studios and brought to you by official sponsor of the Mike Wagner Show, international warring author Mia Molson's The Missing. We'll be back with author Afro Ambassario of the Silent Whispers after this time. We're back at Afrin Belisario of the Silent Whispers here on the Mike Wagner Show and um, covering a lot of ground, uh, being a native of Iran, getting a PhD from MIT and making it to a storytelling, writing articles and everything. And uh, society changed and hopefully the chasms will come apart as well, too, in the Silent Whispers. And uh, just a couple more things, Afrin. Uh, what else can we expect me in 2024 and beyond? Uh, from, from me or from the world? Uh, it can be both. From you, the world, okay. or whatever you want to do. Well, well, so I, it's up I to would you. like to Yes, I would like to see this book uh, to be printed uh, and published. Um, I'm working on the sequel. I'm working on a nonfiction uh, about transformation again, it, but this that one is a slightly different. It's about my trips on four different rivers on in Earth, um, Yangtze River, Mekong River, um, Danube, and Nile. And the old story of uh, one part of the country being in, internal, and not so progressed, not so uh, uh, advanced. And then another part, you know, through the same river, you you see the changes from a less progressive or less um, developed part of the country to the more developed part of the same country or another country. So that's also the same team, the same same of change. Um, and so, and then I'm as as I said, I'm working on the sequel to. To silent whispers called the Russian Road, uh, and so I hope that people buy the first and the second, and I don't know what else will be in the future. So, uh, but I'm committed to writing now. Well, certainly, we'll certainly like to have you back and let us know when the Russian Road comes out. We're looking forward to it. And who do you consider biggest influence in your career? My career, uh, well, the biggest influence in my career were my grandmother and my aunt. Um, so they were the women who showed me the way, um, certainly my uncles. Uh, so these are all family members uh, that had, had this big influence on my life. Um, in terms of uh, international people, um, as, as a nation, I always uh, have looked to, you know, uh, Indira Gandhi was, was for me very important. Um, mm -hmm. As a scientist, Mary Curry was very important to me. Uh, so these are people that had inspired me. Uh, but as I said, first and foremost, mom and grandma. There you go. They're always the best inspiration. Family always comes first and most important. That's a great thing. And uh, and uh, what ex what advice would, what's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point? Um, do, I mean, it's hard. For me, it took many years to be able to do what I really love, which is again, storytelling and writing. Uh, but do it uh, when you can. Um, life is always going to fight you. 
And the other thing is that there's no shortcuts. That's something that I tell, I, mean, I mentor a lot of startups uh, in Boston area, mostly out of MIT. And that's the first thing I, I mean, and everybody wants to become rich tomorrow. I said, nobody becomes rich tomorrow. Nobody becomes a, a maestro tomorrow. Enjoy the journey, uh, learn as you go, never stop learning and uh, never stop being curious um, and never stop, uh, uh, you know, uh, exploring new things. Hmm. And that's very important as well, too. And that's great advice. I mean, too many people taking shortcuts. I think you nailed it on the head, Afrin. So that is wonderful advice. We'll do that. Once again, with the uh, author of The Silent Whispers, Afrin Belisari, here on the Mike Wagner Show. Afrin, very good. Thank you for your time. You've been absolutely fantastic. Learned a lot. Looking forward to having it soon. Keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Love to have you back. Once again, what's your website? Thank How do you. people contact you? Where can people purchase or check out your book? Yes, please. Uh, it's the two websites, my own website, afarin.net. Remember my name, Google it, afarin.net will come up. And then silentwhispers.com is the, is the book, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, website. And there's a QR code you can just scan and it takes you directly to, to Amazon and you can buy it again. I don't really make any money from Amazon. So if you want to go to your own um, local bookstore and ask them to, to sell the book, that would be even better because the local bookstores are the um, part, part of the community, part of the society. And that's what we need in, in today's world. We need our community. Uh, sometimes it's community like you and I, we're talking right, some yes. great distances. Mm -hmm. uh, it's still a community. Uh, but some, but you know, but our physical community is also important to mm. us as well. And very important as well, too. So uh, for those who are into the uh, old tradition, skip the QR code and go to the bookstore and the uh, new ones. Well, you pretty much know what to do when you explain it. Once again, Afrin, very thank you. Thank you, time. You've been absolutely amazing. Looking forward to having soon. Keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Laugh, happy back. Wish all best. And Afrin, absolutely. you definitely have a great future, have you? Thank you very much. I appreciate that.